You're listening to The Big Show on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Welcome back to the show. It's The Big Show in the morning, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Hour number two. Make sure you're grabbing the podcast so you never miss a moment. Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon, you name it. That's where you can get it. The first hour should be up in a matter of minutes here. And of course... If you're on your way to work, but hey, you maybe only got 10 minutes, you're going to miss the back end of our next chat with our outstanding guest, Frank Suravalli. Well, grab the podcast. That's all I can tell you. We're uh, asking the text line today, 960-960. We might open it up to the phones a little bit later on as well, but we're giving away Metallica tickets later. And after Tage Thompson's outstanding night yesterday, we're asking who is worth the price of admission? It doesn't have to be an athlete. Can be anybody. We got some good tech so far. Patrick Mahomes, an NFL. That's a good one. Uh, Michael Jordan, obviously, would have been a good one. And then we, we're getting these. Uh, the Ryan Lomberg. Okay. If that if that Troll. gets you going, by all means. <laughs> um, Corey Perry or Jamie Benn. This gentleman's not actually trolling. He actually has some good reasons for it. And, and, and I can listen to those. So we're asking, uh, we're asking everybody. Who's worth the price of admission? And we'll ask our very next guest, Frank Saravalli, who's brought to you by South Trail Chrysler. With inventory shortages across the city, it's the perfect time to sell your vehicle for cash. Visit SouthTrailChrysler.com. Frank, good morning. Good morning, boys. What's going on? Uh, living the dream, my man. Uh, you sound so clear today, and we love that. Is Tage Thompson now worth the price of admission all by himself? He's getting close to that. I got to admit, I was very skeptical of that contract when this season started, mm. thinking, why would the Buffalo Sabres go out on a limb and give this guy a deal that even if he went out and duplicated what he did last season, wouldn't cost all that much more, especially after a incredible statistical outlier season for a guy that really wasn't all that young. And man, that photo last night of Tage Thompson in the dressing room with the five pucks in his hand, mm-hmm. is there... A better humble brag on the planet than that. Like, yep, I just flopped it on the table. I did that. It's crazy. And it's like, how did how did he just sneak up? Because, you know, the size was always there. I think we all knew the hands were there. He had the one shot yesterday that was 100 miles per hour on the hat trick goal. Like, is this just a guy that finally found a little bit of confidence? And on top of that, an, an opportunity with some more minutes and some decent line mates is... Is that all that we've seen here, or, or do you think this could have happened if he had hap- if he maybe had stayed in St. Louis and the Blues hadn't used him in the Ryan O'Reilly trade? Well, definitely wasn't going to happen in St. Louis. I can tell you that. Um, and and so obviously they gave up on him at the age of twenty after a half season in the league. And even some people that watched him in the AHL really closely as he as he continued to develop after the trade were saying. This guy, even at 6'6", he could just be the next Nick Bugstad. Hmm. Like, yeah. there there just there isn't that con- connectivity there that, that brings the size, the shot, the hands, everything all together, the skating, the intelligence. It was missing. And, man, has he found it in such a big way. And I don't even know how much of it's opportunity because if you take a look at his minutes, like there was a jump last year, of course, once he really started scoring, but Mm -hmm. he was still someone that prior to that in his career was averaging like 12, 13 minutes a night and wasn't getting it done. So it's the full credit here goes to Tage Thompson for his continued development, the classic late bloomer. 
It's been a lot of fun. Uh, I've I've said it a few times on the show. He might be one of my favorite players to watch in the NHL, if not my favorite player this year, the way he's just playing like he is a cheat code. Um, Only two players with more goals than him this year. Connor McDavid, Jason Robertson. Absolutely insane. Also two very fun players to watch. Um, I wanted to ask you about the Calgary Flames. They've wrapped up this road trip, five games. They get four wins and probably look at that Montreal game and say, we like what we did in that one despite... uh, losing two to one what did you make of the way the flames played on this homestand getting their game maybe rounding into shape a little bit i think there were some hiccups along the way but certainly i think as you framed it rounding into form is probably the best way to put it like even there were moments in that in the arizona game on monday night that you were saying oh like maybe probably shouldn't have been that close specifically the save that they forced Dan Vladar to make in the last minute, 35 seconds to go. But look, um, it's sort of like golf. There are no pictures on the scorecard at the end of the year. Uh, it Hmm. only matters where you are in the standings. And this was a hugely important homestand for the flames to not just inch further up the standings and put themselves in a better spot because they had been scuffling for a bit, but also just from a confidence perspective, because you saw some flashes of some really important things from Jonathan Huberto and some other guys along the way that could really help turn the season around. Frank, uh, Dan Vladar started for a third straight game. First time in his career, he got three starts in a row. He's been a big catalyst in this, uh, maybe uh, a Flames uh, going up a little bit here over the last uh, 10 days or so. What have you made of the dynamic between Markstrom and Vladar? Uh, just, just seeing them... Uh, between whistles, talking, very communicative, and you need that, especially between uh, with your, your your goaltending tandem. Sutter's called it the best uh, collective unit on this team. So what have you made of the relationship with Vladar and Markstrom? I think it's been incredibly impressive. I think when you watch that, that's the big reason why I would refuse to call this a goaltending controversy. Yeah. This is not one of those situations where these two guys are cold as ice next to each other, which you do see often enough in the NHL, unfortunately. When you see the way that Jacob Markstrom celebrated last night on the ice with Vladar after the win, um, I think that's going to be really big for Calgary's success moving forward, that there is no awkward dynamic because, let's face it, Dan Vladar has earned the right to continue this run in net, and until he drops the ball, I wouldn't give it back to – to Jacob Markstrom because there's no reason to not only was that three straight that was six of the last eight and he's done nothing at this point to warrant a, a consideration for a change in net yeah you know you're, you're probably going to go back to Markstrom at some point this weekend with the back-to-backs on the road in Columbus and Toronto but after that until your next back-to-back until Vladar falters this should be his crease because that's how well he's played and it's nice to see him also finally mm-hmm. get rewarded with the wins because prior to this homestand it's kind of easy to forget that as well as he played at times he only had one win to show for it and now he's five four and one yeah it's been amazing what he's done uh over the over this year and uh coming into some tough situations uh, also, not seeing yeah. a lot of rubber in the last two No. I've uh, been very calm, very very cool, very collected. And like long stretches yeah. without a shot, right? And, and when those, he needs to make that big tough. save, he comes up and mm-hmm. steps up. Uh, Flames' next opponent, Columbus Blue Jackets. A little bit of drama involved in that one, obviously. Uh, seeing Johnny Goudreau for the first time. 
Blue Jackets, they've struggled this year mightily. Uh, we just have to look last night and see. Paige how- Thompson owns the Blue Jackets. <laughs> yes, sir. Owns. Owns. Oh, my goodness. Uh, but, yeah, Blue Jackets, uh, that's a struggle bus right now. Patrick Laine, he's been hurt off and on all year. But Goudreau hanging in there. So what have you seen from the Blue Jackets, and uh, what are you looking for uh, on Friday? A team that, you know, rivals basically only Colorado and maybe Washington at this yeah. point in terms of injuries. And they're in a tough spot, and a lot is being asked of Johnny Gaudreau to, you know, to come up with some offense for this team with basically only one helping hand. And that's Patrick Line, who has also missed a significant chunk of this season. I mean, it's not just Wawrenski being out. It's 60-plus point scorer Jake Voracek likely missing the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. When you look at this roster, it's basically Line and then – you know, you're, you're asking a lot from Kent Johnson and Cole Sillinger, a couple of teenagers. And Boone Jenner doesn't, he's never been known as someone that's going to put up a ton of points, probably even exceeding his own expectations at this point this season. They need more from some other guys in their lineup, Jack Roslevic, et cetera. And this Columbus team has just been absolutely lost. And they're missing a lot of things, structure. They're missing goaltending. Um, and it's it's been a tough season for the Blue Jackets to this point and certainly has not gone the way anyone would expect, let alone I'd imagine Johnny Gaudreau signing up for that. Do you feel like there's anything coming with the Blue Jackets here? Like, I, I feel bad for Brad Larson because you mentioned the infirmary is jam-packed full of talented players, and I don't know if Columbus was a team that was expected to take a huge step, but this would has arguably been a step backwards. Well, it, no, it has been a yeah. step backwards. I mean, people were talking about this team knocking on the door of the playoffs. They were viewed, I think, a lot like the Ottawa Senators were uh, a lowercase Ottawa Senators team after the summer that they had. And the good thing, if you're Brad Larson and probably if you're Yarmo Kekalainen, is that you've got some cover now with these injuries. I think that's helped them a lot. And, you know, in terms of their job security, But what's coming for this team is moves at the trade deadline. Think Vladislav Gavrikov on the back end. Think Gustav Nyquist up front, maybe even one of their goalies. Uh, Corpusalo looks like his game is returning a bit. He's a pending UFA, and they've got Tarasov waiting in the wings, whereas Leakins has really struggled this season. Guys, he's an 856 save percentage in nine starts. How, like, that that's like 40 year worst in the NHL. Um, he's got a lot of work to do to get his game back in order. And um, this, this season, you know, we were talking about this the other day with the blue jackets beat writer, Aaron Portsline. He was saying, I've been here for every game of this franchise since the very beginning. That man has seen some things. And he said, he's never seen a season like this one. It's, it's been wild to watch in Columbus for sure. Um, let's uh, get into a little bit of the rumor mill here, Frank. It's Frank Suravali, our NHL insider for South Trail Chrysler, joining us here on the big show in the morning. Uh, Brock Besser, so, uh, supposedly going to be scratched on Saturday. Dakota Joshua gets a, or has a late, late injury kind of pop up, so he ends up playing in the game, scores a goal, has an assist in the next game, no points against the Sharks yesterday, but he has played in three games since the supposed scratch that wasn't. Um, what are you making on the situation involving the Vancouver Canucks and Brock Besser, who was signed to a three-year deal in the offseason? Well, there was a lot of talk about what happens next for Brock Besser, and I think the answer is nothing is imminent. 
His agent has been given permission, as you know, to speak to other teams about finding a potential suitor for a trade. I think that gives you an indication that the Canucks have certainly considered all their options, not just with Besser, but with some other guys that have big number contracts uh, in terms of AAV. And they're in a spot where there's no easy solution. The Canucks believe Besser is, is a player that has value. And I think the market would indicate as someone that's probably a hair overpaid by about a million dollars, a million two, that it's not going to be easy to find value for a contract like that, which has, as you mentioned, two more years remaining on it after this one. Their best bet was to trade Brock Besser last season. And they're probably saying the same thing about JT Miller right now. So both guys are locked in two different terms, of course, two different dollar figures. But what that's done is gum up the works for a lot of what Vancouver would like to accomplish now that they've fallen out of the gate again this season and are unlikely to be a playoff team is they need to move big money contracts to create salary cap flexibility. That's the buzzword that we've continued to hear from Jim Rutherford. And yet it's hard to do because you're likely having to sacrifice assets that are overpaid in exchange for relatively nothing just to get the freedom back in return. And that's a tough spot to be in. Colorado Avalanche dealt another tough blow. Nathan McKinnon left the game with uh, upper body injury, going to be out about four weeks. Um, Avalanche lose a third straight last night, and as a result, they've fallen out of a playoff spot uh, by points, not by points percentage, but nevertheless, you look at this forward group, and there's not a lot of names that the casual NHL fan would recognize. Um, How about the NHL insider? Like, yeah. <laughs> go to dailyfaceoff.com and look at their lineup. I'm, I'm looking They've at got it. guys that I've never heard of. Can I? I'm interest, not, not exaggerating. Interesting. Sampo Ranta. I'm Cal sorry, Burke? I've never heard of. I've never heard of this man. Martin Kaut. Yeah, like th this roster, it it does not have a lot of bona fide NHLers on it. How are they going to get through this and continue to you know obviously try and, and run it back to at least be a playoff team? Even look at their back end, Jacob McDonald yeah. and Andreas Englund. That's Oof. their third pair. These are hard times for the Colorado Avalanche. And how about Miko Rantanen leaving the game last night? Like, Avs fans were, were like choking on their own vomit at some points on social media Oof. because they were like, whoa, how, uh, Rantanen, like if he goes down too, do we even have a team? <laughs> Thankfully, Rantanen came back, uh, returned to the bench, and all was well, but... Feels like the abs are hanging by a thread, and unfortunately for them, they're in a spot where oh, they're expecting everyone back. It's not yeah. like any single one of these guys that's missing. Almost all players of significance or consequence, whether it's Nachushkin or Landeskog or Rodriguez, who was supposed to be their second line center this year, you know, go down the list. All bone by like all really significant players that they're all expected back. So the way LTIR works in the NHL is you can get relief now, but you need to create the same room for them when they come back. And so they don't really have a chance to go out and add. And the way it was put to me guys was, well, is one player really going to make a difference for this team? And my response to that would be, I guess it depends on who that one player is. And maybe the abs are in a spot where they can get some of their uh, their Christmas shopping done early this year mm. uh, in terms of the trade deadline. But 
I just don't see something like that, you know, on the scale of adding a top flight second line center like a Jonathan Taves, which I believe is their ultimate trade deadline goal. Probably not going to happen in December before Christmas. Uh, a thought on the Leafs goaltending situation. Matt Murray stopping 44-44 for a shutout just the other night. Ilya Samsonov playing really well, too. There were questions between the pipes with that Leafs roster. You know, we went through the offseason. A lot of people said, you're going to bet this forward group. Uh, I said with, that. Yeah, I, I, I listened to the program. I might be quoting you directly. Uh, and you're going to bet on with these goalies? And so far, it's paying dividends. It is, and and this is me eating a healthy bowl of crow mm, because tasty. they, uh, yeah, not tasty, um, but they have wildly exceeded expectations, and it, it's not just f- the first part of it is, well, you know, one of the biggest abilities if you're a goaltender in the NHL is dependability and reliability, and that's on Matt Murray to stay upright. So he's checked that box after coming back from his injury. And he's now played the best hockey that he's played in the last five, six years. Um, He's been incredible. Samsonov, when he was healthy, he was lights out. So it seems like the Leafs made the proper bet. But I will say, not to be Debbie Downer, that there is a long way to go. Because this season is long. We're just about a third of the way through it. And think back to the spot that Jack Campbell was in. Do you remember this time early, you know, even a month from now, Mm -hmm. early January last year, we were saying Jack Campbell for Vezina. This guy's got a 938 (laughs) save percentage. And oh man, did the wheels fall off for Jack Campbell. And I don't think they've ever been properly assembled again up the road there on highway two. So, um, oof, uh, they have really exceeded expectations this season, the Leafs goaltending and frankly, the team as a whole, with all the defensemen that they're missing in some ways, I think everyone probably within the Leafs organization itself is waiting for some kind of downturn, not just for the goaltending, but at some point the guys you're missing on your blue line will have to catch up with you. I would imagine, but anytime you look for it, it goes in the other direction and they shut out a team like the Dallas stars. Uh, Frank, uh, what about Shane Wright? He's uh, going to report to Canada here to, uh, to go play with them at the World Juniors. Uh, what happens to him after the tournament is up? That is the $925,000 question <laughs> for Shane Wright uh, on his entry-level contract. He has, of course, not played enough games to burn the first year of his deal, so they will have a decision to make. I bet part of it will hinge on exactly how he plays in the World Junior Tournament. Mm-hmm. If he absolutely dominates it and and um he's gonna have a lot of help alongside him to do that on that team canada roster which is loaded with firepower as usual but if he absolutely dominates i think there's a consideration to be made to try and bring him back to seattle and see if you can work him into your lineup in not just a more consistent way but once he's in there give him some minutes to actually do something with it you know you saw the one big thing about his goal that he scored against the montreal canadians on on Uh, Tuesday night was the idea that he played almost five minutes in the first period alone. Mm -hmm. His previous games, some nights he was only seeing six minutes total. So not really a shock that someone given some opportunity with that type of skill set, that hockey IQ and intelligence can make something happen with it. But if Dave Haxtell and the coaching staff are going to resist and sit him out for stretches of time, 
well, maybe he's just better off going back to, to junior. And in that case, there seems to be some rumblings that the Kingston Frontenacs would consider trading yeah. Shane Wright to a contending team, which might put him in a better spot. So it's like, hey, we might want to send him back to junior, but we don't really want to send him to Kingston. So maybe if he's traded or his rights are traded, that makes it a bit easier to then uh, send him on a chase for a Memorial Cup and an OHL championship. Frank, as always, uh, appreciate the time, man. Hey, uh, I, I did want to throw this out here for you, too, um, because we are asking our, our listeners today, which athlete, which uh, individual for you was always worth the price of admission? Was there someone that comes to mind? I know being in Philly, you'd have access to all sorts of different sporting events. Was there someone that would come through and you never wanted to miss them whenever they were uh, in your town? No, I honestly, I've never really spent obviously in the nature of what I do, never mm. spent money on sports tickets. Fair. Um, that's never been my thing. I am a big country music fan. Okay. So I would say I've seen Zach Brown band eight times and I find them to be pretty much always worth the price of admission. All right. Love it. Still counts. Always uh, appreciate the time, pal. Enjoy the rest of your week and uh, the weekend in, in the NHL world. Thanks, Frank. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. There you go. That is Frank Cervalli, our NHL insider, brought to you by South Trail Chrysler. With inventory shortages across the city, it's the perfect time to sell your vehicle for cash. Visit SouthTrailChrysler.com. You don't think of country in Philly, but uh, but I guess nowadays it's country music is, I guess, pretty pretty dang popular. Yeah. No matter I, where you are. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah. Philly, no, I, I wouldn't think country, but. You know, I, I know he's, he's, you know, I don't know. I never took Frank as a country guy, so there you go. The more you know. The more that you know. I think we have a... Do we have a hockey for that now? No? No. I thought we did. I thought we produced... NBC? No. Oh. Real tight. Neat. Uh, Hey, uh, you excited, Alex Brody? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm excited, guys. This is going to be a fun segment coming up here. Uh, It's Thursday. So you all know what that means. Where he's not going outside, even though it is nice today. We're not sending Brody out on the the streets today. Uh, no Brody on the beat live today. We we got him to tape Brody <laughs> on the beat, but he had a very special guest join him yesterday. Um, we haven't heard it, you and I yet. Not a dang. Which thing. is what, also one of my favorite parts <laughs> about this segment is it's always very fun. Alex just gets to create it. And, Saw a picture and of, the, of the guest. I did see a picture of the guest. Holding our mic sleeve. Yes, mic sure. He sure did. Oh, man, I'm fired up. Brody on the beat coming at you. We got our NFL big bets for Sports Select, and we are giving away Metallica tickets in our next segment, too. Who is worth the price of admission? Uh, And just saying, we might open up the phone lines. 403-240-4444. Metallica tickets could be yours. We'll do that around the corner. Sportsnet 960, The Fan. You're listening to The Big Show on the official home of your Calgary Flames. Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Welcome back. It's The Big Show in the morning. We are feeling this today. Oh, I like the song. Thank you. Mm. Look at you. Yeah. Not just a pretty face. My name is Matt Rose. He's Patty Dumas. But he does have a pretty face, too. Uh, Alex right. Brody over there running the board. Very excited for uh, Brody's big segment here. 
It's 7.30 on Thursday, so we have absolute ton of stuff to do. The feature segment. We got Brody on the beat coming up. We got Metallica tickets to give away. We got our NFL picks. But before we get to our NFL picks, here's the deal. What we're asking you today for Metallica tickets, and you can either text in 960-960, but we're also going to open up our phone lines and maybe pick a winner there at the end of the segment as well. But Mm -hmm. we're asking, who is worth the price of admission? Yesterday, Tage Thompson had five goals and one assist. That dude this year is worth the price of admission. Can I say mine? Yeah, go ahead. Sure, I'd, I'd love to hear it's, yours. It's, it's, it's from the NBA, actually. It's, oh, okay. it's John Morant. John Morant of yep. the Memphis Grizzlies? Yes. Uh, the guy's uh, the, pretty yeah, good. There you go. Right, right on. Bang on. Pretty good for me. Yeah, John Morant. Uh, Why? Exciter, exciting, most exciting dunker in the game mm-hmm. for his size. Came from a small school, Murray State. Not a big Murray school. Murray State. Murray State Racer. Yeah. Oh, is that what they are? The Racers? The Racers. Do they have like a racetrack in Murray State? No, it's State? like an M and a horse. It's a horse racing. I oh. think it's because they're in Kentucky. So yeah. Okay, there you go. Yeah. You know, thoroughbred racing and all that. So, yeah. This John makes Morant. Sense. Hell of a player. One of the great talents in this league, in the NBA right now. And uh, just for the size he is and what he can do with the ball, absolutely amazing. Uh, when you say the size he is, is he a huge dude or is no, he a small I, dude? I, I, I think he's like only like for like I mean I say he's yeah, it's NBA NBA size. Uh, he's frame uh, of reference, but I gotta. Why you give me meters? <laughs> I want feet. Damn meters. Yeah, you know he's six one and a half. That's not that tall I'm for the NBA. One. I'm six one. Yeah, <laughs> and not a half. Now, I cannot dunk. No, <laughs> no, that's I. Yeah, that's probably six a fact. one is tiny for the NBA. And just so seeing what Draw okay. Morant can do is uh, absolutely amazing. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, we're getting a lot of good ones. We've had actually Connor McGregor come up a couple times. Someone texted in and said the price of admission. Uh, for a Conor McGregor pre- press conference is... The press tour with him and Floyd well worth it. was... That uh, was so much fun. Was, uh, I mean, the fight didn't go the McGregor's way, obviously. Yeah, it but, uh, <laughs> but no, it... Uh, that... Um, that... Uh, the tour that, when they yeah getting in each other's faces. The one in Toronto that they did, the, the presser. Uh Making fun of his phone, like yeah. <laughs> um, didn't he rip him for like not being able to read? Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're bloody forty. Yeah. You can't even read. You can't even read. <laughs> like what? Those were pretty fun. Okay, that would be worth the price of it. Could you pay to go watch those? Yeah, they. I, I don't know if they paid admission for that. I think it was just like first come first serve. You get, like, and they, they just one the... ticket. They're like, do you want to watch the fight? You're like, oh god, that the... no, I have no interest in watching the fight. It used but... to be called the Molson Amphitheater. Mm. Uh, I think I don't know in Vegas. It, no, in Toronto. Uh, I think it's Budweiser sponsors mm. now, maybe. But yeah, that's where they had the McGregor. When the part of the tour was the Canadian one. A couple football players coming in here as well. Uh, Josh Allen worth the price of admission. You can see his love of the game. Fun when he takes off running and a good arm. That's from uh, Dad Brad here in Calgary. We also had a couple of votes for Patty Mahomes. Vote for Pat Steinberg as well. Um, vote for Pat Steinberg. Okay, sure. <laughs> um, mentioned it earlier, Ryan Lomberg got a, a rogue vote. We also had someone say Luke Shen to watch the hit, hit parade. parade. So that from Steve. He also wished Georgie get better soon, which we would definitely appreciate. Um, I really like this text. The New Zealand Hawka 
or the Welsh National Anthem Live are worth the price of admission alone. That from Chris and Cock. Yeah, the Hawk is pretty pretty intimidating when you see that lineup at the, at the Rugby World Cup or whenever New Zealand, the All Blacks, take uh, take the field. Um, yeah, and like the Welsh Anthem for their first uh, World Cup appearance in over 60 <laughs> years, that was uh, goosebumps in that opener against the United States. Uh, we, I want to read this text. This individual put a lot of work into it. Uh, this is from Tyler in Turner Valley. I don't know if I'm necessarily in agreement that I would be like, oh, man, take my money. But he says uh, he would say Jamie Ben because he works his ass off every night, carries the team when needed, and will also ruffle the feathers <laughs> and get under your skin to no end. Size, skill, and work ethic plays every game like he's still trying to make it. And, Not uh, too many of those guys left in the league. True. And then the other one, as much as he hates to say it, is Corey Perry, <laughs> just because he's been around so long, but also wouldn't bat an eye at welcoming him to their own locker room and slapping on one of their own uniform. He's a pest, he's a jerk, he's a playmaker and a warrior. Um, so, yeah, like, there's good players, but I don't know if I'm going to, like, totally empty my wallet to go see Jamie Benn or Corey Perry at this point in their career. Maybe, like, five years ago, mm-hmm. I could have been uh, at least convinced per se um so we're getting some really good ones here um we're going to uh do our our nfl picks right now and then we're going to pick a winner before we do hit we do have somebody and tim's already called in tim oh tim you're gonna sit on uh hold for a little while here while we do our nfl picks is that okay you got a second yeah that's cool okay cool you stay there then um It's time for our NFL Big Bets, and it's brought to you by Sports Select. Sports Select has more sports leagues, and for a limited time, better odds on over, under, and a point spread. You can build your ticket at sportsselect.com. That was awesome. Like, Alex is just like, <laughs> play it. Spread it on. The spread. What a spread. Before they spread. Spread your legs. Spread your legs. Spread it around. Spread your wings. Spread it back. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, our NFL Week 14 oh, big bets. Here's the deal. Every week, our boy Patty Dumont picks six games on the slate. Uh, and then me, Georgie, and Pat. Rough slate this week. Yeah, I didn't love it. Uh, I liked last week because it was Thanksgiving, so there was nobody on a buy. So mm-hmm. you have a lot more great mm-hmm. choices. Mm-hmm. Um, but you've picked six games. It always includes the Thursday nighter and the Sunday nighter, but the other four are up to Patty Dumas discretion uh george away once again but we have gotten uh susie sharp i believe is her name is is that what we're calling her melancholy malcolm refuses to work for alex so today i'll be bringing you george's picks there oh go. right on hooray that's great um thanks for uh hopping on today ma'am um really appreciate uh you taking some time here's the deal uh patty's gonna go first then we'll take a Susie Sharp's picks for Russick, and then I'll also go. Our first game is the Raiders and the Rams. The Raiders tonight favored as six and a half point favorites mm-hmm. as they go into SoFi Stadium. The total set at 44 and a half. Patty, what are you doing? I like the Raiders in this one to cover the six and a half. They've been playing some good ball of late. Rams, uh, they're just playing out the stretch here, trying to play for some pride. Don't know the quarterback situation. Looks like John Wolford will get the go, but... Uh, I think Raiders playing good ball. That'll be a home game practically for them uh, for them tonight. Uh, Raiders covering that six and a half. All right. Uh, you're taking the Raiders. Susie, uh, what are you doing here? I have zero faith in a team that doesn't have Aaron Donald and could start Baker Mayfield at QB. I'll take the Raiders minus six. Now that line did move to six and a half, but because George picked yesterday. Give him a six? I'm going to give it to him at six. Okay. 
We'll have to watch um, that. Four other games on Sunday. We'll die. Oh, I got to make my. I'm taking, the, <laughs> I'm taking the Raiders too. Yeah, a, a, a text distracted me. It's a good alliteration, but it's offside. Um, <laughs> Raiders minus six and a half. I'm going this way as well. They've won three in a row. The Rams, you know, they, they struggle. And like Patty said, uh, should be a pretty home crowd. I was also looking at the total here. And maybe doing the over, but I'm going to end up uh, with the Raiders minus six and a half. We're also looking at the Vikings and the Lions, a Sunday game. The Lions are actually favorites in this game at home. Yeah. Minus two and a half. The total set at 52 and a half. Patty, what are you doing? Well, the Vikings, when they win games, they have to do it by eight points or less. Uh, but I like I like the Detroit Lions right now. Dan Campbell's got these boys playing. Yes, sir. They're five and seven. They're running the ball well. Amon St. Brown has taken that next step as a good receiver. Jared Goff looking serviceable, surprisingly, right now. He had a little bit of lull in the middle of the, fe- of the season after a pretty decent start. Coming back to that form right now, I, I think the Lions, uh, they have a chance to really go on a run here and maybe get sneak into a wa- the seventh seed here. And uh, they have their first-round pick healthy now. Yeah, James Williams out of Alabama. Whom, Probably the first receiver off the board if he doesn't tear his ACL in that national championship game. Uh, Detroit covers that two and a half. Uh, I'm also taking the Lions mm-hmm. minus two and a half for basically the exact reasons that you just laid out there. <laughs> um, I cannot get enough of Dan Campbell, and the Lions are a, a fun team to watch. You know, sometimes they can't really stop anybody, but that's the, that's going to be a problem. Slight line minus two and a half. I'll take that field goal for sure. Uh, Susie, what is our boy Georgie doing here? The Lions as a favorite at home against ten and two Minnesota. Can't do it. Give me lose Vikings at plus 2.5. All right. He's taking the purple people eaters uh, along with uh, Peter Labardius. We got the Eagles and the Giants is our next slate. A big divisional Mm -hmm. game on the uh, week 14 schedule right now. Philly favorites by seven points on the road. And the total has moved up from 44 and a half to 45. Yeah, I'm going to go uh, Eagles covering that seven points. This is the first meeting of the year between the Giants and Eagles. They'll see each other once more in week 18. Big one for the G-Men as they try and keep pace in this wild card. But I think the Eagles are just rolling right now. Jalen Hurts is uh, easily, I think he's the MVP front runner right now. Uh, Eagles cover that uh, seven points. Susie, what is George thinking here? The Eagles are flying high, pun intended. I hate this pick, but I'll take Philly minus the seven points against a fraudulent Giants team. Fraudulent. Mm. Yep. Yeah, uh, that makes sense. I'm going to take the under here. I oh. think the Eagles defense is going to be able to keep the Giants in check. Mm-hmm. And the Eagles also love running the ball. Yeah, they passed it last week, but they wanted to show A.J. Brown off to the Titans. I expect them to get right back to their run game against the Giants mm-hmm. this weekend. So I'm going to take the under because that just eats up a bunch of clock. And then you don't put up a ton of points. So I'm going to go the under on this one. We also got another divisional clash between the Browns and the Bengals. The Bengals at home are favored by six points. And uh, the total is set at 46 and a half. Patty, what are you doing here? Joe Burrow's kryptonite is the Cleveland Browns. He's 0-4 in his career against the Cleveland Browns. Uh, We'll see what Deshaun Watson looks like in second week of action here with Cleveland. They can run the ball good. Browns played some good defense. I know, albeit last week against the Houston Texans. What are you doing here? I'm going to go the over, actually. Okay, I'm going to go 46 yeah, and a half go in the over. That's fine. Uh, I, I, Cleveland, can. Uh, they got a chance here to get uh, some going here in the wild card race if they get a win here. But I like the over in that one, over the 46 and a half. Over the 46 and a half. Uh, Susie, what's George think? 
Maddie is taking the Bengals and I have no clue how that scumbag Deshaun Watson will play. Give me Cincy minus the six points. He is uh, a scumbag. Yeah, he is. And the Bengals are the Bengals. Who day uh, I've been consistent picking them. And you know what? They've rewarded me this season as well. I have to well. check, but I think you've hit them every time that they play. So. I'm going to take the Bengals minus the six. Uh, Buccaneers and the 49ers. This is an interesting one. Maybe just because the total is low. Real low, low, low. low. Uh, the 49ers favored by three and a half points. The total is set at 37. What are you doing, Patty? Oh, boy. I'm going to go the under in this one. The Bucks, uh, their offense, uh, albeit for the final two drives against the New Orleans Saints, has been pretty lackadaisical this year. Saints, or Saints. Uh, the Niners obviously down to down to Brock Purdy. They're beat up. Not, you know, yeah, they scored a lot of points last week against the Dolphins, but I think Tampa Bay can play some good defense. I think we're getting like a 17-14 style game under the 37 and a half. Um, under the 37 and a half. Uh, it's actually dropped down to 37. Oh, well, say under the 37. Under the 37 doesn't change it for you? No. Fair enough. Uh, Susie, what's George doing? The 49ers-Bucks game feels like a defensive battle for sure. It's a super low total and I'll still go under the 37.5. This is too low, guys. I understand what you and George are thinking here, but 37 points? This is still the 49ers, and even if it's Brock Purdy... They still have Debo. They still have CMC. They mm-hmm. still have Ayuk. They st- like the list goes on. Mm-hmm. And the Buccaneers still have Tom Brady, who pretty nice work in his most recent game. Yeah, I'm gonna take over 37. It's All right. 37 points. Yeah. It's not that many. 21 to that. 17. There you go. Yeah, that would work. Uh, and then we got the Sunday Nighter Dolphins and the Chargers. Uh, opposite when you're looking at the total, it's a 52 and a half. I get dropped to 51 and a half, actually. Yep. And uh, so it's down to 51 and a half. Yep. And Miami is favored by three and a half. What are you doing here? I'm going to go with the uh, Dolphins get right this week. Uh, this is a tough game. Chargers in prime time. We know what happens there. Justin Herbert cannot stay clean. He's getting beat up. Uh, I like the Dolphins to get right this week. Run the football. They only had Jeff Wilson run the ball once last week. And I get it's the Niners. But still, they need to run the football. They succeed when they run the ball. Dolphins cover the three and a half. Uh, Susie, what's George doing? I'm expecting this Dolphins and Chargers game to be a shootout. Let's take the over of 52.5. There you go. I'm doing the exact same thing. All right. Uh, I think this could be an absolute shootout. So I'm going to take the over. I've never done this many over bets in a week, so we'll see how it goes. Uh, my picks, I'm going to go the Raiders minus six and a half. The Lions minus two and a half. The under in the Giants and Eagles game set at 45. I'm going to take the Bengals minus six in the Browns and Bengals game. I'm going to take the over in the Niners Bucks at 37. And I'm going to take the over 52 and a half in the Chargers and the Dolphins. Uh, George has the Raiders minus six. Vikings plus two and a half. Philly minus seven, Cincy minus six, under 37 and a half in the 49ers and Bucks game, and the over in 52 and a half. And what are you doing real quickly here? Uh, going Raiders to cover, Lions to cover, Eagles to cover, the over in the Browns Bengals, the under in the Bucks Niners, and the Finns to cover against the Bolts. Bunch of favorites for our boy Patty Dumas. Those are our NFL big bet, big bets and are brought to you by Sports Select. Sports Select is more sports leagues and for a limited time, better odds on over, under, and point spread. Build your ticket over at sportsselect.com.
getting some good tick, some good tickets uh, for the uh, some good texts on what happened with uh, Tage Thompson last night. He's got the four goals and uh, uh, pardon me, five goals and six points. We're asking you who is someone that you would pay the price of admission for. Uh, I love this one. Longtime Eagles fan paid to go to my first NFL game in San Francisco in Candlestick to see Michael Vick. He got injured the week before, and I was gutted. Kevin Cobb came in and threw six touchdowns. Kevin Cobb is always worth the price of admission. That one coming from Rob. We're going to do Brody on the beat in just a moment here. Uh, But first, we're also going to ask you via the phone line. Give us a call right now, 403-240-4444. If you call right now and you tell us who you would pay for the price, who you would pay to see. Price of admission. Doesn't matter. Just what to it see is. this one see person. This person. Or act. Sure. Who is it? Uh, call us right now, 403 240 4444, and we'll ask you around the corner. Someone is going to win Metallica tickets. While you call us, uh, Brody, real quick, what'd you do for Brody on the beat yesterday? Who'd you go talk to? All right. So I had the absolute pleasure to meet and talk to. Co-founder of KISS, Gene Simmons. Now, Gene was here in Calgary. He's here in Calgary still, actually. He's going to Edmonton tomorrow. Okay. And he's here promoting his new vodka, I believe. Oh. So it's his first foray into the spirits business, but he's here promoting his money bag vodka in partnership with the Minhas Brewery here in the city. So he's out here today and tomorrow, and he's heading to Edmonton. Um, or he's out. He was here yesterday and today, and he's heading out to Edmonton tomorrow as well. So... Yeah, I got the chance to ask him a couple questions about sport. Well, one question about One sports. question. All right, here we go. Gene Simmons and Alex Brody. It's Brody on the beat. All I need is a Brody on the beat. Hey, everyone. It's your boy, Alex, and we are back for a very special edition of Brody on the beat. This week, I was on the beat with the one the only Gene Simmons. I asked him about some of his sporting experiences, but before we got into that, here's what he had to say about my camera setup. All right, Gene, so it's a pleasure to meet you. You guys have no idea the professional equipment he brought down. You should see this monstrosity of a camera, the Sportsnet. Uh, You know, we've been hearing size doesn't count. Actually, it does. Your girlfriend's been lying. Look at that little thing. What is that? Okay, back to you. Uh, So I have one sporting question for you, Gene, if you don't mind. Is it true that you minded the goal at a Saskatoon Blades practice? And what was that like for you? Yes, it's true. And for a while, uh, the Canadian Football League and I were talking about getting involved together because I'm a big fan. And actually, I was a co-founder, co-owner of LA Kiss, an arena football team in LA. Look, I'm all about people, whether it's sports or rock, anything that makes people happy, because life can be miserable, right? Yeah, I mean, we go through whether it's the weather or your girlfriend screaming at you because you're paying too much attention to her mom or her sister. There's always (laughs) traffic jams, there's always stuff. I love the magic when people get together, whether it's religious services, churches, mosques, anywhere, where people get together and enjoy being together. Sports is really important. 
being in a rock band, really important. Whatever it is that brings people together, that's magic. Brody on the beat. Amazing. Awesome. That's <laughs> right? cool. I had like a million questions prepared, but I only had the time for the one. But he gave me he gave me everything I needed. It was awesome. You asked him about Blades practice tending net, and that's what he gave you. Yeah, I was gonna ask. Like I did my research, right? I was gonna ask him about the Good, AFL yeah. team. I was uh-huh. like, he, I was gonna ask him like about sporting shows that he wanted to do with uh-huh. Kiss and. Nope, had time for that one, so I figured we'll go with the hockey question. I love that. Well, great job. Uh, appreciate it. Thank you, Alex. Uh, that's Brody on the beat. A great one. Hey, let's go check out the text, uh, the phone line here. Hey, Tim, what's going on, man? Wow, you guys have me on hold for a long time. Do I get a minute? Uh, no, you got like 30 seconds. Uh, who's <laughs> uh, Who would you pay the admission to go see? <laughs> All right, if I could, I would go see Jonathan Davies in a, pre- in a Premier League game. Mm, how much would you pay? Oh, as much as I had to, if I could afford to get it to get there, right? So that's the thing. Mm. If they're coming to town, it's definitely got to be this year. It's either got to be Tage Thompson or Mitch Marner. The way they're lighting up the league, the way they're playing the game, too fantastic to miss. Mm. Now, if I could step back and go see it again, well, I was actually lucky enough to be at the game where Daryl Sittler scored his ten points. Oh, wow! And I've, seen, I've seen Borea Salming play three times. Fantastic player. Okay, wow. Tim's got a lot of now, them. Let me pump it up one more time. Okay. If you pick me for the tickets, 30 it's seconds. my wife and her service dog who will get to go to his first concert. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> and I'm not lying. Yeah, okay, you just, uh, that's enough box. out of you, Tim. Stop it. I'm going to put you on hold. You're making a very good case for yourself. Um, and also, he stood on hold for like 15 minutes. So that's pretty sweet, too. Uh, how about this one? Uh, Sean. Uh, Sean, who would you pay uh, full price to go see? All right. So for me... Being a giant Calgary fan, January 23rd is the one I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to the most. Seeing uh, Jonathan or Johnny Goudreau come back, and uh, I'm a little bitter, so I'm probably going to boo if I uh, pay that price of admission. How much would you pay? I want lower bowl, and I want behind the uh, right behind them, so I can just chirp and chirp. So okay, six hundred thousand is what I'm willing to pay. For that one. Did you Whoa. say six hundred thousand? Six hundred or a thousand. Oh, okay. I was oh, like, shoot. "Wow, that's a humongous number." You can probably <laughs> buy like a whole section for that. But okay, you Sean, you go back. Could, yeah. yeah, yeah, go back and hold, Sean. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, Bruce, same question. Who's your pick, Bruce? Yep, Bruce. There it is. Who's your pick? My pick would be uh, Max Verstappen. No, uh, okay. no race car driver is as dominant as he is right now. He's an amazing driver. Watching those cars go around those tracks at that speed, nothing would be more impressive than watching uh, Formula One race with Max Verstappen in the, in the lead. How much? Uh, how much did you pay? Oh, I pay my right not actually. Okay, wow, that's great. Uh, we're gonna put you right back on hold, Bruce. Um, that's great. Uh, that's a price to pay. I'll tell you that much for free. Uh, Adam, what's up? How are you, Adam? Good, how you doing? Great. Who's your pick? Um, Diego Maradona. All right. Uh, someone who plays the football game with the feet, I assume? Yeah. yeah I, well, One of the biggest players on the planet. I say that is I had a chance to see him um, out in when I was out in Brazil, and I've never seen a more dominant performance by a soccer player. It could not stop him. He was a one-man show. How much would you pay? Um. Let me see. I would, if I were to pay, like monetary wise, I would, I would pay 
If I'm paying 200 bucks to go to a Flames game, I'm paying 500 bucks to see Diego Maradona. All right, all right. We'll put you back on hold. Um, I think there's two front runners there, Patty. Okay. It's got to be Tim or Bruce. Tim is also sending a service dog. Uh. That gets me. <laughs> but Bruce would pay a hefty price. Who are you going with here? Tim. Tim. Oh, congratulations, Timmy. Thank you for calling. Thank you for going on. Tim, congratulations. You're going to Metallica. You can put him back on. Tim, you're going to Metallica in 2024. Congratulations, man. Two shows, two different openers. You're going to have a blast. Uh, you're not, the, but the pupper and the better half will. So congratulations, and, man. And, I'll, and I promise you, when we when we get back, I'll send you the pictures of the service dog with his mop muffs on. <laughs> you got my Twitter and you got my Instagram. You know where to find me. Stay I'm, on the yeah, line, I've, buddy. I, I, I'm going to look for receipts in 2024. You better believe it. Uh, okay, Tim, you stay on hold. Uh, we'll take a break. Um, listen, we got a heaps, heaps of stuff to get to before the show is over. Ross Tucker is going to join us, and we're late for Shai Davidi, who's going to talk a little bit mm-hmm. of Jays. Plus, we still got to talk a little bit about this Flames game. But also, if you're like, man, talk some Flames! Podcast, Spotify, Google, Amazon, Apple. We broke down the game ad nauseum in the first hour, and it is up already. So highly recommend you go and grab that. We got Shai Davidi and Ross Tucker coming up in hour three. Sports at 960 The Fan.